Welcome back to Trip Talk Tech. We got a good show for you today. We got a Baltimore native in the house, 13-year vet in the real estate game, property manager extraordinaire, host of Tierra on Tidewater, on the town. Around that. Around the I apologize. Welcome, my guest today, Tierra Walker Holloway. How you doing today, man? Hey, hey, Trip Talk Tech. <laughs> How you been? I ain't seen you since middle school, elementary right. school. Right. Years, years, years. How's life in uh, VA? You know what? I really love, um, I really love Virginia. You know, I've been here since, uh, 98 mm -hmm. and um i chose i chose to live here you know like i chose to make my adult life here and um it's been great it's been great right the proximity uh, to the beach the proximity to the beach so you're in that tile water area like uh yes i'm like i live in virginia beach Oh, see, you snotting. You can't. You can't come from Baltimore and then say, "Hey, I live from. I live in Virginia Beach." It's I like that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Virginia Beach. So, do you living in Virginia Beach? Since that sounds so exotic, like I mean, do you miss anything from back home? Huh? Miss anything from back home? Oh no! Wait a minute. Listen, uh, I miss. I miss the 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 people. I miss the people. Um, one thing I will say about Baltimore that still rings true to today is that Baltimore is the type of piece, place that where everyone speaks to you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, could be from the, the window washers to, you know, just anywhere you're passing, you always feel a sense of kindness and community. Mm -hmm. um, not to say that that doesn't exist here, but I say definitely that's one of the things. And then the food, I mean, <laughs> it's like, come on, you already know. Like every time I come home, I gotta hit one of the spots. I be trying so hard to catch mics. <laughs> wow. Even thinking about it right now, my mouth just kind of got a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> Damn, yeah. I bust that you on North Avenue so quick. So yes, for sure. It's so when I reached out to you, you know, I, I I thought of you because a lot of my friends they 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 dibbling and dabbling in real estate. They're trying to figure out with the market now and COVID. Is it a good time to jump in? Is it time to get out? Um, I know a lot of them doing projects. Some getting held up maybe because of materials on the flip. You know, fixing flips. You know, and just. You know, again, I, I wanted to bring somebody in. I, I know you're in Virginia, but also I'm, I'm sure the real estate game, I mean, on the East Coast is, is probably similar, probably not the exact same. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just again, just wanted to catch up with a long time old friend, you know, again, just a vet in the game and, and, and just trying to figure out what's, what's the real going on out here in this economy. You know what? Um, I would say this is that mm -hmm. it's always about the first one. So it's, it's, it's just like anything new you start. Um, and if it was a good market or a bad market, it's getting over the fear of doing the first one because you're never going to know until you jump in, mm -hmm. meaning that you've just got to accurately prepare yourself and have a plan, like a plan to the end, an exit plan. So you need to know from the beginning, are you trying to make this a buy and hold? Are you trying to make this a flip? is what is the value proposition to the community you know as it as it pertains to baltimore because as you know we had mentioned before we started i come up there quite a bit and 
-hmm. it's almost like it's almost like whatever you're intending to purchase and renovate and resell what's the value to the community are you creating the best house on a downtrodden block are you intending to you know restore that that block are you intending to are you only in the county and it's going to be a higher you know get in value so it's all it's all just about how much you have to spend and leveraging your repairs and then more importantly and this is the biggest challenge for any investor is your team of contractors i mean that's you know the, you the biggest about that. The, the biggest loss the biggest loss to be taken is going to be in that material estimate versus <laughs> versus the work estimate versus the timeline because what a lot of people especially our community beginning investors don't a lot of times realize is the the uh, the costs that are associated with maintaining the investment throughout the time of the flip your care is called carrying costs. And people don't get that because again, to your point, um, I think one time, you know, a couple of times I've got in, you got to pay the insurance on the house while the house sit there, you're getting it built. You got to pay exactly. whatever permits and all of that stuff going exactly. on. Exactly. And if you're doing, and if you're doing like a hard money, you still got to pay that mortgage payment. That you is know? right. <laughs> you got to pay that mortgage payment. Um, you got to pay now. Oh, city permits. Mm -hmm. City permits. Yep. The contractors are not going to pay for that. So even if you know, like they will, they can pull the permit, right? Mm -hmm. But you the one got to put out the money for the permit because mm -hmm. that's to them a lot of times like your skin in the game. It's like you know they done did the estimate. You got to give them the upfront deposit for materials or whatever. But mm -hmm. they want that city that city permit um, payment in that in that initial fee. You know what I'm saying? And then your timeline because. If you're looking, if you only have, let's say, for example, let's say you got 70 grand. And six month hard money loan. <laughs> you got, right, you got a six month hard money loan. You only had to put, let's just make it easy numbers. Let's just not, because we know this may not be real, but let's say you only yeah. put, you only had to put 15 down. Mm -hmm. you know, 15 down up front. And then you still have your carrying costs, which could run you, you know, two to 7,000 a month. And then your repair, where you have to put the money out and then get it back, put the money out and then get it back. And people don't understand that. So that 70,000 has got to carry you all the way to the completion of project. And go ahead. With, with, with that point, though, you just made, like you said, all right, I got the 70 from the hub money lender. I got the house. I'm probably strapped at this point. And, and to your point, uh, it's, it's another little probably residual that that investor need to kind of have on the side to maybe even start that first draw or, or to get going in the project before you even get that that payout right and that's and that's what i was saying is that you got to have that money to put out up front you have to have and normally what i always invest um advise beginning investors and we're talking about properties that initial purchase price is under a hundred thousand right mm -hmm. is that you're going to need ten thousand on hand and the reason being is because you want to be able to cover the first ten thousand. It'll move your project faster. If yep. your total all-in repair cost is forty thousand, if you can take and flip your ten thousand four times, as opposed to flipping twenty-five hundred eighty times, <laughs> you know it'll make your project move smoother because, and it'll also keep your contractors engaged yep. when they when they know that their money is going to be cut on time, no hesitation. 
they, they run do, right to the next project. Right, they do right to the next project. And that's why a lot of times, because see, the thing about uh, contractors get a real bad rap, mm -hmm. the way that they may manage how they do their business. But at the end of the day, that's not your business. All you got to do is make sure you keep them engaged, pay them as they want, and trust that their work and know that their work is the quality you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But but it's hard to find those people, you know, and once you do, you want to treat them right. You want to leverage it, you know, leverage mm -hmm. it with cash and your word. <laughs> so so coming to, say, Virginia, um, if if somebody's looking to invest, say, with you, do you have those teams kind of already tucked, kind of waiting for them? Like, hey, I can I, I can definitely refer you to to some good people. Actually, actually, I do. You know, my team is on um, flawless real estate team. And okay. um, and the way that that is marketed or branded um, is that my team is not just you, the client, but it's primarily you, the client. Right. So you okay. and I together become a team. And then because I am a property manager, um, I do have a team. I have um, a cleaning lady I've been working with for three, four years. Um, okay. I have um, a contractor, class A contractor um with over 13 employees that i've been working with for about uh almost five years now okay um, i have relationships with just about in you know like at least a minimum of 10 contracting different companies in all areas from window installation uh roof repair crawl space okay. um you know you have to you you have to provide value so mm -hmm. With me being a property manager, um, which I love, you know, you figure that your owners want to know that they're safe in your hands. And if they don't have a home warranty, you've mm -hmm. got to be able to have those resources because you don't know uh, when, when, problems will, yeah, when problems will arise. You know what I'm saying? When problems will arise. So, yeah, I do have I do have those contractors and then. Another thing is, is that normally with my investors, especially beginning investors, my contractor is willing to come out um, with us on at least one to two showings, you know, where he, they can actually take a look with a real licensed contractor. That, that's a good point you make. And I, I want people to really to to, to kind of to heed that point. Like you said, you know, if you if you are planning on investing, maybe you take that the, your team with you, take them out so they can tell you don't you walk through the house and say uh this 60 grand worth of fix up because somebody else tell you that and, <laughs> and you got a 110 grand bill when they when right. the real guys show up right and that's the thing and that's the thing um i will tell you that it's worth it's worth the the cost like meaning that you know you pay you'll pay a bigger company to mm -hmm. come out and give you an estimate right mm -hmm. like you need your washer dryer repaired you need your roof repair. You'll pay that company because you know when you get the work, that estimate amount is deducted from the total cost. Yep. Same yep. thing. Same thing with my contractor. So mm -hmm. you figure that it'll be either the actual lead contractor or one of the team members, and they'll come out on the showing for a small fee, right? Cool. And go through several properties with you, so that then even if the next time you go out, you say, okay, based on what they said, we can see on these is this. You've invested wisely because you've created a relationship with a contractor for yourself and you know now what you're looking for. Because and, I'm so not to cut you up, but another good point you made, I don't want it to get lost, is again, um, it, it, as far as 
paying that investment. It's an investment up front. That's not a you're giving somebody a hundred or two hundred dollars to come look at a house. Right. If you use this guy, that comes off. But again, that's an investment because you want to know right what this total investment looks like if I'm going to get. You know, we we talking profits maybe in the twenty thirty thousand range. You know, so Perfect. you got to plan this. Right. And that's the thing is that everything, you know, is about mindset. And what I will see is what what I can see in our community that's happened. Thank thank goodness for technology mm-hmm. is that now we have so much more access to information. It's yeah. expanding our consciousness to a level where we're beginning to see that things that may be doing our upbringing that might have been associated with being or seeming better than mm-hmm. are actually the better choice in how you handle your business. Yeah. Like meaning that if, if if you intend to to sustain, then doing things right from the start is what allows you to build a foundation. Um, and that's and that's the difference. It's like, you know, once you know spending a small amount extra, you know, in your investment to guarantee or at least be solidly sure of what you're because once you make an offer. Right. Especially on these as is properties. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about like in Baltimore city, a lot of those properties are going to be, you know, um, family owned or city owned. Right. So when Mm -hmm. you're, so when you're making that offer to then have to turn around and get a home inspection, you know, to make sure of all, all services and circuits and everything, depending on the property itself, Mm -hmm. all, all of that stuff prepares you solidly for what you need to do. And it's going to help, and getting the money. You need the money. You know, the money to fix it up if you don't have full cash yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now what what are your viewpoints on that? Because you know, some 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 realtors, some people, you know, say, hey, don't ever use your own cash. Get credit. You know, some people say, well, use a little bit of credit and use some of your own cash. So you're totally not underwater with somebody. You know, how do you how do you feel? What's your philosophy on that financially? I think that um I think that as much as you can leverage your business credit, you should. I think you should. Gotcha. I think that. Um, and, and, and real quick, one, you said business credit. So having an LLC that you're buying these houses or something through. Oh, something. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. For sure. You you should definitely. I would always suggest that if you're going to become an investor, you protect your personal your personal assets by putting it in the LLC. And another thing is, is that you want to be taken seriously. You know, yep. um, you want to be taken seriously and you can disassociate it from your direct your direct family. It takes, you know, a simple amount of getting your LLC, you know, and getting someone to help you establish some business credit. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I've realized now, and this is all, you know, in learning, um, is that business credit is is amazing, <laughs> and and if you if you establish that business credit, you can mm-hmm. you can everything through your business credit. You know you 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 build your personal credit, protect it, and use your business credit to make your you know make your life work, make your life move. You know, yeah, I would definitely say if you can borrow money, do you know? Um, and if you can't to start, that's okay too. Because if if you have, if you can get a property for 50, I know somebody in Baltimore that bought a property for $11,000. Okay. And put $16,000 into it. And they have renters in there. They did it as a buy and hold, right? Mm-hmm. 
$26,000 now making $1,100 a month, right? I mean, residual. right. I mean, if you, if you have, you know, $30,000, $40,000, that's kind of like a no brainer, you know? Um, the only difference is, is that by holding a mortgage, there's a tax benefit. Mm -hmm. so, you, so it's all about how you deal with your accounting, you know, your personal accounting. When you have a mortgage on a property, it gives you a tax benefit. So, mm -hmm. you know, but if you own the property outright, that's just cash in pocket, you know, get your investment back quicker, you know, overall. So it's just about your own personal money strategy. Got it. So now when we, we first, before we got to, you know, going live, um, we, we were just talking and we kind of got right into it. Again, your wealth of knowledge and I, know, I, I can see this is your passion. But if we step back a little bit, um, again, like I said, uh, you know, we went to school together. We come out of Baltimore. We're, we're products in Baltimore City School System. Um, like I said, I think that was a project that I think for a, a lot of us, we beat and, and the project failed miserably. Uh, we we beat we beat the odds, but again, how did how did you get to Virginia? When how did you get to selling real estate? Like how did how did how did you get there? Like uh, now, one thing I gotta tell y'all, you know, me and Tiara was a part of the gate program, so uh, Tiara is is very great with the numbers, uh, <laughs> math, mathematician type. So so again, I, I I get the money side of real estate, but I'm I'm just trying to figure out. You know, I thought she'd be some type of rocket scientist or something. Man. You know, <laughs> because, because that was never like I have ended up being um way more way more creative than anything. Um, I will tell you that I I I left Baltimore um my 11th grade year um mm -hmm. with my my family, my dad. And we went to Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, tragically, my father, he passed my senior year high school. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, thank you. He passed my senior year high school. I mean, we literally had just moved there. So we'd been there for one year. Mm. And um, and I actually had a scholarship. And so, I, so, you know, in Baltimore, things had, you know, the, you know, our upbringing up there was kind of sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had switched schools a little couple times and everything. And I had actually failed. So I, I went to Western and um, I was I, I got put out of Western for being um, missing school. So I, I wasn't okay. failing, missing school because of life circumstance. OK, they mm -hmm. sent me they sent me to Southwestern. So I'm back in the 10th grade. OK, I leave Baltimore mid year, go to Ohio. Their passing grade was a 60. Hmm. Now, this is why and I'm bringing this up on purpose. So I get up there and they say, I got up there, I promise you, it was uh, November of the, of the what would have been our 11th grade year. Mm -hmm. And they say, if you can pass the exams for the 11th grade this, this quarter in this test, you know, like a cat test or whatever, they say, we'll put you in the 11th grade in January. Come on. And, and you specialize. <laughs> Well, we probably was the kings of multiple choice and weird tests. <laughs> I'm talking about, so obviously I graduated on time, you know, <laughs> graduated on time. So we, we, uh, so I finished school there and I had a scholarship and all this kind of stuff, but my dad had passed and, uh, and the military came around and it was just kind of a time where, um, I was really looking to look out for my younger brother. And um, and I, I just didn't want him 
to have to experience some of the things that I had experienced. And not only that, but we were away from Baltimore City. So okay. we're in Cincinnati now, you know, totally different world. And uh, I didn't want that for him. So when the military came saying, you know, you could do this and do that, I said, okay, I'll go there. So I went to the military um, and right out of high school, like literally like five days after high school, I left wow. camp. Yeah, it was crazy. It left five days after that. And um, that circumstance, the military was okay, but it didn't turn out well for me. Um, however, you know, I honored the military and I'm still a veteran, but it did not turn out well for me. So I got out really fast. It was almost like I was in boot camp, like, thinking about a different world, just like, why, why am I in the military, you know? So I, so I got out of the military and I will tell you, this is why I, people always wonder why I stayed in Virginia. I'm a okay. So I get out of the military. It was a day before my birthday in April and I go home mm. and I see my friends. And a lot of my friends in Baltimore at that point were all at least a year or two older than me. So they were like, you know, eight, uh, like 19, 20, 21, stuff like that. Um, no, because I was turning 20. So they were like maybe 22. And they had these jobs, you know, like hard jobs. They were like, you know, they were like working shifts. Like it was no no partying. You know, they was like, I can't go with you tomorrow because I got to work, you know. And I'm like, you got to work, you know. <laughs> what you talking Like, what you talking about? You got to work on a Saturday? I'm like, what are you talking about, you know. And so, and in my young mind, I'm like, okay, in Virginia, I'm like, mm -hmm. I could just be smart. You know what I'm saying? It just like, they I can get over. <laughs> I was like, I could just chill down there. Like it's like, and plus it was just, you know, the beach, you know, it was like every time I crossed the Hampton Roads, every time I every time I crossed the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel, it was like for real. I felt like I was coming home. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Just every time I came across that tunnel to come onto the south side of Hampton Roads, I um I always just felt like I was coming home. And so I went home that weekend. Nobody couldn't party, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I came back down here and like I enrolled at Norfolk State University. Oh, so okay. Okay. So, yep. So I went to Norfolk State and I went there um, for about, I actually to this day have three semesters to complete. And um, I, I worked at their radio station, you know, because I was a journalist in the Navy. So I, I got my um, associates in journalism there. And then um, I was in the Navy, and um, and then when I was at Norfolk State, yeah, I did radio for a long time, and that's what kept me kind of in the public eye, always wanting to do um, talk shows or blogs or things like that. You know what I'm saying? Is that because I, I, yeah, because I do voiceovers now, so I've been doing voice, oh. yeah, I've been doing voiceovers for about I don't know 18 years. I I, I do voiceovers though. Speaking of, speaking of voiceovers, you also have your the, the uh, Tiara Brown towel order. What, what, what's that about? Oh, oh yeah. So you know, I recently started. Um, a, I recently started what I'm calling the broadcast. Um, because like I was saying, you know, I've I've been in journalism. I I do a lot of writing. Um, for people and business plan, just all kinds of stuff. I I love really enjoy writing, and um really enjoy speaking. So you figure that. Um, I started Tierra around top water to provide some more value um, to both my friends and colleagues because I took kind of a survey during this pandemic and I realized that about 92% of my friends, like my actual friends, people I speak to are business owners and, um, and that's, you know, just nationwide, but mostly here in Virginia. And so 
each of those businesses, whether they're virtual or in a brick and mortar, they're in a community. So what I do is I go and interview and uh, highlight their business and then also highlight the real estate that's located in that area, whether or not it's residential, commercial, what's coming, what's sold, you know, and kind of highlight where their businesses are located. So that's the blog piece of it. And then the cast piece is that I have episodes on my Facebook Live and my YouTube and website um, where I meet with people. And right now we're in, I'm in a wealth building series. So yeah, so basically Tierra around Tidewater is just me highlighting different great things about Hampton Roads area. Um, And the reason they call this the Tidewater community is because if you're ever here, it floods. So this is, and so before it was called Hampton Roads, it was called just Tidewater. And so you figure that, you know, it's lots of places here that flood. So, so you figure See, my, 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 my only knowledge of the area is, you know, my son with basketball. So like, you know, <laughs> Mike Vick, Allen Iverson, you know, yeah, that's, that's like God country for them. Right. Yeah. See, but that's <laughs> the thing is that they're from, they're from the peninsula side. So you figure oh. that they don't get me wrong. They're, they represent the entire area and it's easy to, I've, I've run into those guys this, you know, just on the I mean, all, it's so much talent from Virginia. Like, yeah, y'all, y'all just got I'm the whole thing. And, and it's easy to, like, you run into, you know, many celebrities here. You know what I'm saying? It's just the type of place that's just so laid back because we have the military. You know, we have the military. We have um, a super large medical industry here and hospital industry. Um, I mean, it's a great, it really is a great place to live. So getting back to technology so I can get you out of here. As far as just, you know, your clients now that you're working with, like closing and things like that, are you seeing, you know, that being more virtual now? Is it, you know, with softwares out there, if you can share that, you know, you kind of you're using, you know, in that game? Um, What? Yeah. With with closings, especially during the height of the of the pandemic, um, Mm -hmm. closings were virtual. And um, and the client would go in with the attorney, but then you would have to be virtual or either they would be in two separate rooms with the camera thing. So mm-hmm. I've seen that happen um, a lot, but I really um, prefer to attend closing. So even though it's virtual, I'll like sit outside I got and like you. wait and like wait, you know, like the personal touch is like important to me when it comes to this business. But I've definitely done some buyer and seller consults by Zoom. Um, mm-hmm. the seller with the seller console, it still ends up being just a console because you've got to get in the house anyway, you know, but with the buyer console, that's been very effective on Zoom. Um, and also in um, in my properties that I lease or properties that I sell, I do. I've always done um, virtual walkthroughs. So I do a lot of um, transitioning clients mm-hmm. um, about maybe 80 percent of my property owners are all over the world. So I don't. They're mostly wow. not, not local. A lot of them are military. Um, so when we first meet, a lot of majority of my business comes from referral. So okay. we'll we'll meet on Zoom. I've some of them I've never met face to face. You know, mm-hmm. we do everything, repairs, everything virtually. So I mean, you know, just everything. I'll take them and walk them through the property. And then that's another thing. Oh, speaking of this, tip. Yeah. tip here's the biggest tip that I can suggest. In speaking about this, you know, we talk about the investing, right? Yeah. With your contractors, with the people that you hire, they should 
always be sending you pictures. So the reality is, is that they can be the bomb. Like meaning like, I know sometimes we'll know Mr. Earl and he's he's been doing repairs for a thousand years and he don't use phones like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mr. Earl needs more management than what you can leverage for scalable. You've got to be able to work with people that can use modern technology to make your life easier. You should be able to send your contractor out. They should be able to send you a picture of it when it's broken and a picture of it when it's fixed. And, and that allows you to keep all your records digitally. And like I tell all my investors, the simplest thing is to just set up a folder in your email and a folder on your desktop. Yeah. And now every investment, you just name it by property, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you've got photos to substantiate what they said was done. That means you don't have to micromanage so much because you already have people that know your standard is to receive a photo. That's true. Just want to just Just throw that out there. Got to, got to throw that out there for real because it's like with my with my teams and stuff. The people that I work with, they're all black owned businesses, right? (laughs) And and um, as we built rapport, you know, a lot of times in our community, people will challenge, you know, oh well, how why does this cost like this? Especially during the pandemic, with all material prices having increased fifty to seventy percent. And I'm pretty cool. sure it's I'm pretty sure it's even worse for you guys because even though you're right there off the bay, I'm sure you're not getting as much. Shit you know, sense. yeah. So you figure that you know I'm sure it's even worse for you guys. So it is a higher cost, you know, right now to get things repaired. Mm-hmm. Um, however, at this point, we've been my team that I work with, we've been working together for so long, I don't even challenge it because I already know that you know if if this is not what you want to do, I already know you got the best offer. Right. Exactly. And you don't have to keep going back and forth. Right. So it's like, you know, and that's, you know, that's an important piece. But no, back to the technology. <laughs> <laughs> so, so go ahead. You go. Good. So, so one, one thing, uh, kind of a little outside of technology, but you've been on this path, I say, for a minute. Mm-hmm. What keeps you going? On the days, have you? Well, I, well, I won't say that. I, I, I would say, have you ever had those days where you just wake up and like, what am I doing? Like, I just need to go get something, you know, go get a nine to five, secure me, hold me down. But I'm, I'm going crazy here. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, what, what do you do with those emotions? How do, how do you deal with those emotions to stay back on track? Um, you know what? Growing up in Baltimore, um, <laughs> growing up in Baltimore. Uh, my life and you know now we're in our 40s we can we can safely say we made it you know what I'm saying like we we made it past many many of our friends that didn't yeah definitely. Um, and um and I'm realizing even more so in the energy of the of the universe right now that um that my upbringing that shit was traumatic you know yeah, it, was. it was traumatic and uh and hold right that point that point you make about and I'm not just saying this is just for Baltimore kids, but mental health, like what you're saying right there, mental health, we we oh, gotta take care of ourselves, man. Right. Like we we our environment screwed us up. Yeah, I mean go, go, <laughs> you go, I, I just had to put that out there. People yeah, think it ain't nothing wrong with you. It's something right. wrong with you. No, 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 it, was <laughs> it was traumatic. It was traumatic. And um and you figure that uh 
And I just, first, first, let me say this. Mm-hmm. The first thing is, I just thank God that I made it to get to an age where you could look back and see and, that. And see that, right? And, uh, and, and what it is, is that the one thing that I've always been inside myself is a winner. And so at the end of the day, I can never give up on me. So, so that's the thing. That's what sustains me because it's, it's, it's just that it's just knowing that, that like you're meant to, you're meant to be greater than your circumstance. And that's what Baltimore taught me. Yeah. Baltimore taught me that because we had some of the best programs and the, and the, the gate program sold into us. Yeah, it, and on top of that, I just got to give a special shout out to Miss McLeod, the band, the band at West Baltimore Middle School. Um, those those uh, characteristics that they instilled um, in us to never give up, to keep trying, no mm. matter what, um, that is just in me. And it's like, no matter how many times I fall, like I was, we were mentioning, you said we had jumped into it earlier. It's like, you know, I feel like that a lot of my choices were made in ignorance. And as a result, they mm. resulted in failure, right? No, no shame in that because because no. queens are accountable, though. So it's almost yeah. like when you're a queen, when you're a king, you can acknowledge, oh, that was a loss. Keep moving, you know, and in those things that was established there in Baltimore, you know, it's like, man, it was it was because it was a crazy situation, but you still had to go. You still had yeah. to face it every day, every day, no matter what happened the day before, you still had to face it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think you put that well. Um like you said, I think what it did was made our skin tough. Um, it, it made us be able, Baltimore humbles you, but also prepares you in a way that you never scared of anything. You, you know, you, you, you know I mean, like you can bring anything to my front door and I can look at it dead in its eyes and deal with it. It don't matter what it is. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that's what that tough skin we get. You could be in an executive board meeting. I could be in the boardroom at Microsoft, same exact swag, because again, it I've seen worse. Yeah. I've been through worse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've had worse. Right. And then another thing is, is that, and the difference is, is that it gives you a different discernment in the boardroom. It does. Because, because there's another le- level of perspective. I was just talking to somebody about this. Like one of the reasons that, you know, at that time in Baltimore, uh, 18, 19, uh, I always I felt like that in Baltimore, I would have had to have a lot of always wondering what the other person was trying to get over. Right. Or trying to get. And I wanted a fresh perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me it allowed me by leaving that area. It allowed me to to get out of that specific mindset. It, but here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. However, when, like we were talking about earlier, however, when I talked to so many of our friends from, from, you know, elementary, middle school and stuff, they still made it, you know what I mean? They still, they still made it Definitely. and exceedingly well, you know, like exceedingly yeah. well, you know, I'm so proud of us. Yeah. When I look back, I, like I was saying to you, I think 
that crew we came up with, just that whole class of people, I just think we're going to look back and there's going to be a lot of game changes, a lot of leaders, a lot of people that really, when you look up, they change the game out here. Yeah. So uh, we, we was a part of something special, right? <laughs> and for us to have stayed, we stayed together for three years. We stayed yeah. for three years. That was three years that we tried. When I tell people that, I tell people about that. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. We stayed together for three years, like 80 kids. And just built. We just, just built. built. I mean, we learned so much. But yeah, uh, look, before I let you go, I got all my guests this. Now, you're my first female guest, so this okay. might be a little different. But uh, I ask every guest, what's your favorite pair of kicks? You know, I got this this channel. They know what's up with the tennis shoe game. If you're not a tennis shoe person, you can do shoes. We can, we can no, take no, shoes. No. Can. I, can, I got... I know you're from Baltimore, and you understand that whole kicks affiliation, yeah. but... Uh... Okay, so, no, I wear sneakers. I wear sneakers. Uh, I... I, do not, I do not have, like, a specific favorite shoe, but I do have, I got to admit, uh, I do have a favorite brand. Okay, what's your favorite brand? I'll take that. Favorite brand is Adidas. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh, you hurt my heart. Oh, no, nah, that's cool. <laughs> you from West Baltimore. How can it be Adidas? That's the East Side thing. That's that's the East Side people like them Adidas. I love Pumas. Um, Pumas, that's West. But Adidas, you're, you're friends from over East Side, ain't they? No, you know what? I just, something about the Adidas, they just, every time, it's like, I was just trying to no, no disrespect the East. I, I love East, you know what I mean? But, but I trade the skin. I'm from, I'm from West all day. I'm just saying, I love Adidas. I love Pumas. You know what I'm saying? But I just cannot, like, I have, I've still, let me tell you this, here go the truth. Uh, and you know this, because uh, you, you know me from back then. Yeah. I still have never had a pair of joy. Never. So I right, now that's funny because see you you understand because I understand the ground. We ain't had no joy money. Right. No but uh I, I was telling my guy, he, I asked him the same question. He was like, Well, what's yours? And I was like, the cement Jordan fours. And he right. was like, Why? I was like, because I couldn't buy them until I got my first dollar. <laughs> right, 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 right. And see, that's what I'm saying. It's like, and you but you know what? Let me just tell you this. Well, okay. However, when push come to shove, what I will always buy, no matter where I see them, Thanks. it nah is a fresh white pair of fifty four eleven size seventy girls. All right, I, got it, I, got <laughs> I love them Reeboks. I'm talking every every. See, she OG. She knows she know the model number. See, y'all gotta, y'all, y'all gotta Google that. I'm, I'm gonna have them Google that for you. Oh my god, I'm talking about listen, the last ones I bought was in Baltimore in Shoe City. That was like <laughs> three years ago. I'm talking it wasn't even that long ago. I buy those. And whenever I crack them out, people be like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so those are sneakers of my childhood. Them them sneakers. You, you just you just put yourself back on the be more map. See I'm that? I'm telling you, listen, a black pair and a white pair. That's all I ever had. One black pair for winter, white pair for spring. <laughs> Stay fresh. <laughs> All right, Tiara. Hey, look, I want to thank you. I appreciate your time today. Thank you for just dropping those financial gems on us. 
appreciate you. I wish you all success with Tierra around Tidewater. That's actually coming up soon. I'm going to flash everything for you. You want to uh, tell the people how to get in contact with you? Absolutely. So just uh, you guys, I appreciate you so much, Keith, for inviting me. I'm very honored that you even, you know, want to speak to me. Um, it's dope. Um, I am Tierra Walker Holloway. You can Google that, but it's flawlessliving.pro is my website. Um, I am at Flawless R-E-T, which means real estate team, at Flawless R-E-T on all social networks. Um, everywhere you can find it. I'm on LinkedIn, you know, everything. And I am um, with World Class Realty and Property Management is my current brokerage. Um, amazing company, exceeding your expectations. So, um, but yeah, you can find me at Flawless R-E-T on all social media or just Tierra Walker Holloway. I'm easily Googleable. She's Googleable, y'all. Yes. Hey, Tiara, thanks again. You enjoy the rest of your day. Yes, yes. All right. All right, peace. Peace.